What am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to do something artistic? It takes time to learn the other person's language. This is something that is really amazing. Oh, wow. It, I'm, it makes me absolutely emotional. That moved me deeply. Yeah, it opens your mind. Welcome to the first episode of the Art Meets podcast, brought to you by the Swiss Arts Council Poelvizia within the frame of its focus on art, science and technology. I'm your host, I'm Jennifer Kakshori. Art meets technology, art meets polar science, art meets smell research. Join our conversations between artists and scientists and discover how people from different fields collaborate and inspire each other in research and artistic practices in this and in the following episodes. Okay, yeah, good to go. Art meets astronomy. I think you have to be very open, patient and generous. And that's not as easy as it sounds. If you're a scientist, you will look at your own work in a different way. You'll be changed <laughs> after collaboration. In this first episode of the Poelvetia podcast, you'll meet Rohini Devasher and Ajay Talwar. And you'll also hear how the artist Rohini dealt with harsh conditions on an astronomer field trip. In return, the amateur astronomer Ajay will tell us about an art residency which he struggled with. But first, who are the two? We met on our screens and I asked both of them to introduce each other. Ajay Talwar is an amateur astronomer, I would say first, but he is also a phenomenal astrophotographer. He's a very, very fine science educator. Rohini Devashar has been a friend since more than a decade now. Rohini became an artist and I turns towards a serious astrophotography. When Ajay commits, it's 100%. And that is really important because a lot of what we have done together has involved travel to really difficult places or very, you know, remote spaces and things like that. It's always fun to be with her and it's always a revelation of how her artistic mind sees things which is completely different from what I see. He has a great laugh. He's someone who will make you feel immediately at ease. He also has this incredible combination of like a childlike curiosity and enthusiasm. He's got a needle-sharp focus when it comes to work and astronomy. Rohini is always laughing. In fact, like a classical smiley that you see nowadays in social media, like an emoticon. Rohini Devasher and Ajay Talwar both live in the suburbs of the mega city of Delhi. She's in the north and he's in the southwest. We're separated by Delhi in the middle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rohini the artist and Ajay the amateur astronomer, two people who share one passion and whose eyes look at the same sun, moon and stars. But even if their eyes look at the same thing, they see the universe quite differently. I don't understand her art, but I'm amazed at how she sees uh, things. You know, we went together uh, to the uh, radio telescope at Gauri Bidanur. It's a one kilometer long radio telescope. And I was busy photographing the night sky. It was very difficult because it was a rainy season at that location. And uh, I also saw, well, she was doing a lot of things over there, which was totally alien to me. Uh, and then I saw the result also. Her, what do you call it, exhibition, which was titled uh, Archaeologies of the Future. The Archaeologies of the Future, the subtitle of the series is 
Chaos and Coincidence. It's one of many projects Rohini created, and it's hard to pigeonhole her work. Many of her art pieces are large. She uses a lot of space for her paintings, prints, and videos on walls. And Poelvetia actually selected Rohini for a research trip, but due to the pandemic, she could not travel to Switzerland. Instead, she participated online in events in Basel. Check the show notes of the Poelvetia podcast to find the link to the performative essay she held. And also, in our show notes, you can find links to Rohini's and Ajay's work. It was amazing how she saw, how she reacted, how she registered that radio telescope. Now, a radio telescope is like a mundane thing. There are wires and uh, rods, but she saw it differently. And then I would describe one of her works, which I was not involved in. I have a little faint recollection. It's a large uh, white sheet of paper and there are lines over it. They look like squiggles, you know, and uh, thousands of them in curves, in circles. And then they form uh, the final picture. They're all squiggles. They're all lines in curves. But a final form, colored form, is uh, so appealing to the eye. Rohini, am I uh, right in describing it? Absolutely. No, no. Most of the wall drawings are squiggles, actually. So absolutely accurate. And then I keep thinking, how do you start such a thing? (laughs) How do you end such a thing? When do you think it is finished? How do you know? Uh, How do you even start it? So it's incomprehensible to me, you know, how this finished work Rohini does, actually. Rohini went to art school in early years, and that's when her planetary passion sparked. I came in contact with the amateur astronomy group is that I've always been a fan of science fiction and speculative fiction, you know, because I feel like all that literature essentially is premised around the question of what if. And I just think that's a really interesting way to begin anything. So another friend of mine, Shweta Wahi, who was also a fellow student in painting with me, we were both looking for like a sci-fi convention or like a science fiction club in Delhi. And we found instead the AAAD, which is the Amateur Astronomers Association at the Nehru Planetarium. This was in the second year of our college, and it was incredible. Incredible because it was a very diverse group regarding age and professional backgrounds. Ajay was part of the group back then, but Rohini and Ajay only started collaborating later, in a sense due to misfortune. What happened is, is that in 2009, India was witness to an incredible solar eclipse, which I unfortunately missed because I went to the wrong spot. I was on the roof of this planetarium in Patna and there was so much euphoria on the roof. So it was an early morning eclipse, just to sort of recap. Up until 3 a.m., the horizon's absolutely clear. Everyone's super excited. At about 5.30, the eclipse was meant to begin, Ajay will correct me, 6, 6.30 in the morning. Suddenly clouds start to roll in. And the minute the eclipse begins, it's completely clouded and it starts to rain, you know. And But I cannot explain the euphoria, the energy on that roof, you know, it was electric. What Rohini is talking about, that particular eclipse in 2009, it was in the middle of the monsoon over here in India. And monsoons will not let you plan anything. You will not know where the rain and clouds will be. So what I did was we chartered a flight and uh, the flight went full. So we were above the clouds and I saw the eclipse from 41,000 feet. So Rohini didn't see the eclipse from the ground, but Ajay did from the plane. 
According to the artist and the amateur astronomer and photographer, the artist is spontaneous and the astronomer very well organized. How did Ajay's eyes and his way of looking at planets and solar eclipses influence Rohini's art? I think actually it's changed a lot and it changes continuously. She remembers visiting the Gori Bidanur radio telescope with Ajay, which actually resulted in her piece of art called Atmosphere. It's actually because of him that that work exists, literally. So we went to this site. It's very not inspiring at all. You have all these wooden poles dug into the ground for kilometers, which are strung with the telescopes, which are just these little wires. But Ajay had this magic device, which is called a fisheye lens. And I saw him use it. And then I asked to borrow it. So for two days, I just shot the sky from the ground up with the uh, camera pointing up. And that is the work. That's it. It's his tool. It's his eye, literally, that has made the work, you know. So it's also technology, it's access to tools. And then more recently, I feel like what's happened over the past two or three years is that the whole process of traveling, the idea of looking at the field through his eyes, the idea of even an expedition, the idea of recording material is all being shaped by our common experience of these things. Astronomy brought the two of you together How do you actually deal with challenging moments while collaborating? Because I'm sure it's not always just smooth and fine and easy. I think, Ajay, you should answer that first. Oh, uh, there was uh, actually no uh, moment where we didn't get along. But there was, uh, well, to answer your question, uh, incidents are coming into my mind. And one is our trip to Hanle. Me and another amateur astronomer were on a very definite and planned purpose that was to make time-lapse movies over there. And it's a very harsh place, uh, very uh, high altitude. It's cold and the oxygen levels are very less. You have to acclimatize and the wind blows like anything over there. It's really hard. And then there are these two girls with us who don't know what they're doing. Me and Vikrant are busy setting up this uh, dolly to uh, photograph at night. And then Rohini is sitting huddled up in one corner because it's the wind is howling like anything. And then we're wondering what to do, uh, whether she wants to be here or uh, whether the wind will sweep her away. <laughs> so you were really wondering, what are they here for? Anle was, uh, as he says, very challenging. And I actually didn't know because it was the first time I had begun anything like that. Uh, it was also this incredible landscape. And I had no clue what I was doing. I will be absolutely honest about that. So I just started shooting everything, which then eventually did find its way into work. But then it's also that moment when I realized I'm not doing, in terms of the content, I'm not interested in exactly the same thing uh, Ajay and uh, Vikrant that the day were. But I didn't know what the other was. So now I know what the other is. And I think that there is actually so much more now where we come together. What I appreciate is that every time he says he's planning a trip, every time I say, Ajay, I want to come. And he never says no, <laughs> which I am very, very grateful for <laughs> because no one wants to be a nuisance. So I don't think there's ever been actually friction. He's always been incredibly, or he's hidden it very well. So that is... <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Rohini got Ajay into art. She arranged a residency for him. There were some misunderstandings regarding the one-month stay. And Ajay also had a lesson to learn. 
Rohini introduced me to an association in Delhi, which is called Khoj. It's an artists association, and they called me up on insistence of Rohini, and they asked me, "Would you like to do a residency?" I said, "What is a residency?" So. <laughs> this word residency was alien to me but there were two other people two other photographers uh, one from the south of india and one from mumbai and they were doing completely different things and i was with them doing my astrophotography well there was not much astrophotography uh, to be done during residency but they took me to a lot of places in delhi uh, related to photography and i started planning my final display after the month long and i initially i thought okay i will display about 100 photographs and the curator over there told me very gently that's not the idea rohini also told me just one will be enough i said one what are you saying so uh, i didn't listen to them so did you display 100 <laughs> <laughs> no i was a little influenced i uh, displayed about i don't know uh, about 10 to 12 or something like that which was also uh, a lot according to my mentors over there i didn't listen and later on the day of opening of the exhibition anyway i learned my lesson the hard way a very uh, prominent photojournalist came and she was standing in front of uh, the main picture which i had displayed which was a very large Six feet by six feet uh, image of the moon, just the moon, uh, and I'm quite proud of that image. It's excellent, excellent. So she was standing in front of that image and looking, 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 looking for at least for ten minutes, and uh, then I said I shot it with a three thousand mm focal length lens, and that was a bad thing. Oh, she blew me apart later. she said you are just, you, just like a male fellow you bother about size <laughs> so <laughs> i learned later learned that telling how i did it and what was the equipment used is useless <laughs> you know you just talk about the result what's there in front of you so when i go to social media these days and i display my picture and then they ask me very uh, forcefully what was the focal length you used now i know it's irrelevant <laughs> So you have become an artist also thanks to collaborating with Rohini. Oh yes, yes. I've learned the ropes. <laughs> no, no, he is an artist in his own right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's fabulous. This is Art Meets, a podcast brought to you by the Swiss Arts Council Poelvitzia. I'm Jennifer Kakshori. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I mean, Ajay, I don't think Ajay and I have ever talked about these things ever. Not in the 20 years I've known him. So this has been great. <laughs> in the next episode, Art meets smell research. I had this fantasy of a smell like rolling off the stage into the audience as the opening scene. We're literally trying out what what we think works, and then you know, sometimes it succeeds, sometimes not. The Art Meets Podcast, a series within the art science and technology focus from 2021 to 2024 of the Swiss Arts Council Poelvitzia. We invite you to listen to conversations between artists and members of the scientific community and get to know more about collaborations, challenges and anecdotes of working together.
For more information, check the Pro Helvetia website. This is a production of the Audiobande, the joint venture for sound adventures.